Well, good morning, church, and welcome to another episode of New Song Saturday. Thank you so much for deciding, you know what, I'm going to spend this time and I'm going to use it to help deepen my worship and my family's worship. Thank you so, so much. This week we're going to cover a topic, actually, and actually we're going to cover a phrase, and here it is. Get ready for like a hot take alert or a controversy alert. Here it is. I'm going to, I'm going to say something that is going to make a lot of our skin crawl and it's going to make something rile up into us. But I, I would ask that you just trust me for a little bit and keep an open mind. Here it is. Worship is not only for God's glory. Uh-oh. Here we go. Now hear me out when I say that I do believe that worship is solely about God's glory. Yes. But the question is, is it only solely about God's glory or is there something else here? Is there something else that we see in scripture that is listed as a priority. And here's what I want to read you. This is out of Christ-centered worship. This is by Brian Chapel, right? This is a book that's all about, okay, how do we give God the most glory in our worship? And this is what he says in that book. He says this, Worship is not only for God's glory, it is, and it is not only for our good. In order for the gospel to be good news for God's people, it must have both goals. In worship that is reflective of the gospel, and that's what we want, right? We want worship to tell the story of the gospel. Worship that is reflective of the gospel must also have both goals. Ooh, wow. Wow, okay, so just keep an open mind for a second, right? Worship is that reflective of the gospel, right? Which is what we want. We want to tell the story of the gospel in our worship. Worship that is reflective of the gospel must be solely about God's glory, but also for the good of the people there. We're doing it for both, right? And and it's easy to lean one way heavy this way, one way heavy that way, but the gospel is both. The gospel is about God's glory, right? Because everything that happens for our good gives glory back to God, right? There's, there's, there's like this partnership. There's this circle here. There's a cycle there. And in the same way, in the same way, when worship is about ministering to the people around us, that gives glory to God, right? Because when their lives are changed, when God speaks to them in a moment of weakness or in a moment of worship, when God speaks to them, God gets glory. Now, I know this is hard. I know this is hard because you know what we want to do? We want to close our eyes. We want to turn the lights off. We want to have our own intimate expression. We want to keep our hands down. We want to sing in our head and in our hearts, which I understand but man, it isn't just about you and God. It's about there's this whole room of people here that God is moving in. Um, listen to what he says next. He says this, Making God's glory the exclusive goal of worship sounds very irreverent, and I agree, but it actually fails to represent Scripture's own gospel priorities. Certainly it is true that God is the most important audience member for our worship, and we agree that, right? We sing every song to God, about God, for God, right? Like like, like God is our central figure. But if God were not concerned for the good of his people, his glory would be diminished. He expects us not only to praise his name, but also to teach 
admonish and encourage one another in worship. And, and that's found in Colossians 3.16 and, and Hebrews 10.24. God is not only the chief audience of our worship, but, but by his word and spirit, he is also the true speaker, singer, and prayer. The translation here is that, okay, if God's glory is found in the redemption of his people, then part of our focus in worship is that God's people should be redeemed. Right? Is that God's people should be redeemed. That's why when we say, okay, we're a church for our neighbors, we mean that even in worship. Even when we pick songs, even when we sing songs, when we sing certain styles of music, right? Because we're doing this with our neighbors in mind, with God as our central audience, right? But when when our neighbors are redeemed, God gets glory, right? Glory is given to God every time a salvation happens. Glory is given to God every time a family is reunited. Glory is given to God every time the goodness of God is poured out into the lives of our people. So what do we do in worship? Right? We have to keep, it's this tricky balance of keeping God as our central audience member, but allowing and acknowledging, okay, this is for the good of our congregation. And and for you out here in the congregation, okay, this is for the good of your wife. This is for the good of your husband. This is for the good of your brother, for the good of your sister, for the good of your child that you brought along with you, for the good of your neighbor who you've never met before but randomly walked through that door this morning for some reason that only God knows. This is for the good of those people. So, so when you ask yourselves, okay, why is it important that we meet together? Well, worship isn't just about you and God. When you ask yourselves, okay, why is it important that I sing loud? Well, worship isn't about just us and God. Why is it important that I raise my hands and let everyone else around me know that I'm worshiping? Well, worship isn't about just you and God. God is doing a redemption work through your phrases. Listen to what listen to what this verse says, and then we'll close out. Colossians 3:16. Here's what he says. He says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. Right? So right away you're saying, okay, you are one, be united, and in that unity find peace. Then he says this, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. Right? So like as us as a congregation of this church, not just Weston, not just the worship team, but as us as a congregation, as we teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Right? Like let us, let us, let us admonish one another, let us encourage one another, let us teach one another with what we sing and the way we sing it. Church, I just want to encourage you by saying um, you have no idea the ministry you do in the heart of your neighbor when you sing about the goodness of God. You have no idea. And, And God is already working through that, already working through that worship, and you're giving so much glory to God in those moments. It's such a beautiful thing when you start stepping back and realizing everything that God is doing in worship. 
everything, right? God gets glory because his people are saved more and more, right? It's just, it's, it's incredible. Um, I, would, I would challenge us this week to reflect on this, um, especially when we go in to worship this Sunday. Let me just pray for you. This isn't a thing I do often on here, but let me just pray for us as a church. God, I would ask, Father, give us a right understanding of your glory, a right understanding of worship, and a right understanding of each other, and how all three of those things work together, God. Those are moving our church, moving our hearts, moving our families. In your precious name we pray. Amen. I'll see you Sunday.